And welcome back to another edition of Indie Apocalypse Radio. I am your host, Andrew. Back at it again after. Did I have a week off? Oh, I did have a week off last week because I was out at a local market. Uh, I highly recommend local markets. They're cool things. They cost like 40 bucks. I was in like a. Those like old mill sort of. Not malls. You know, large space with. Uh, whatchamacallit. It's like a farmer's market space. It's it's cool. If you're ever in Providence, Rhode Island, and you're like, oh, what does Indie Apocalypse look like in person? You can see it there. One person did. It was very strange. It was the first time where it was, someone was like, they looked at the, they looked at the <laughs> Z, and they're like, huh. They look quizzically, and they're like, this thing looks familiar. And then they're like, oh, I know this thing. I followed on itch. It only took uh, three and a half years, but... Folks, we've made it. We've we've peaked. Now, speaking of uh, made it, some guests have made it to this show. Uh, the show being Indie Apocalypse Radio, the show about uh, uh, Indie Apocalypse vaguely, mostly about hey, what if I hung out with ninety uh, percent contributors to Indie Apocalypse, but uh, it largely expanding into the wider games and art world because I uh, live within the larger games and art world. Uh, anyway, with issue forty-two. Uh, oh, let me delete this other person who's not actually here. With issue 42 of Indie Apocalypse with uh, Slasher U, it's uh, Andy Setagata. How you doing, Andy? Good. Uh, you're the first person to ever pronounce my name correctly. Thank you. Without asking. <laughs> no, I listen. Yeah. I've I've say a lot of names. Uh, I have I have multiple friends with very long names, and the the first thing, the secret for all the people out there who are unclear is to get out of your head for a second and, uh, and realize a lot of syllables are not actually um, intimidating. Oh, yeah, people just kind of short-circuit if your name's over a certain length. Right, right. They and do you, not. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, no, it's just like, I have funny, I have friends with cues in their names. I'm not afraid of this. I have, I have zero fear of last names. <laughs> except when really I... Bravery. Except when they have like accents or like they're 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 also coming from a foreign country, so I'm like, oh, where do I throw the the spice on this? Um, oh God, the spice! Yeah, where do I where do I where do I sling this emphasis on this name? And sometimes I get it right, sometimes I get it wrong. Uh, but anyway, names aside, there are other names like names of your game. That name uh, being slash for you. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, important question. Before we get to that, the number one question, the number one uh, Indie Apocalypse question is, how did you hear about Indie Apocalypse? Uh, I randomly stumbled across it on Itch, and I genuinely don't remember how. No, that's uh, that's good. That means it's it's permeating into the consciousness slowly. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I went into a fugue state. Right, uh, right. You're and like... it appeared. <laughs> You're like, you're like, what are these cool little things? Uh, but no, that is, that's how a lot of people look. Thanks for itch <laughs> existing <laughs> and allowing people to easily find it. It would be. Actually, you know, I think I did actually see someone submitting to Indie Apocalypse, and I was like, oh, wait, no, no, you liked my game. And I was like, who's this pizza pranks? Oh. And your bio says, if I liked your game, you should submit to Indie Apocalypse. And I was like, what's Indie Apocalypse? And <sighs> now I'm here. <laughs> oh, so I'm wondering, now the important question is, who, 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 who is the connective <laughs> tissue? I wonder ah, now. Because true mystery. 
when I like game, so I I follow everyone who's in Indie Apocalypse and sometimes other people too. And I make heavy use of their of people's ratings and collections, which basically means whenever someone rates something, which is ninety percent of the time five stars, uh, but if they rate it like one star, I don't add it, obviously, because I think the game's bad. <laughs> but <laughs> anyone who rates things five stars or adds to like a positive kind of collection, I go, yeah, I'll add the game to my giant ass list. <laughs> so there is somewhere. Yeah. If I if I chose to spend the time, which I won't, because I who knows how long that would be, over almost like two months ago at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think your list is like several thousand games. Yes, 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 oh. it is. And and over the weekends, I will it'll accumulate like that like that uh, that rating and collections list will sometimes accumulate like thirty to forty new entries. So you know, multiply that by sixty. That's a lot. Anyway, recording like a dragon. Yeah, that's 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 too much stuff. Anyway, but uh, that's a that's a cool thing. I ha- I think that's I think two or three people have said that before, that they've been yes. like, yeah, I was on this list to said to submit your game, and <laughs> I submitted it, and I was like working as intended. But that it's all said, worse. that all said, um, how you doing? No, what is Slasher U? <laughs> if I'm unfam- uh, if, if one were unfamiliar with Slasher U. Oh, oh, let me do my little song and dance. Yes, uh, yes. I feel like <laughs> yes, you are, uh, uh, for for a reason right now, you are very in in your song and dance. Oh, God, I'm probably going to get into that at some point. Yes. Um, so Slasher U is a RPG dating sim that at America's Horniest Horror Movie University, where you play someone who's majoring in final girlism or mass murder or any other number of, uh, you know, horror majors. Yeah. You go around, you fall in love. Uh, it's... Big claim to fame is that it has full-blown sex mechanics. Uh, I worked really hard on these. Each single character has a narratively unique uh, set of mechanics and systems that is uh, relevant to their story and personality. Uh, yeah. So they, yeah, each have like two sets of unique mini games. Uh, and the other thing is the way that it's paced is uh, it's not like threaded like a traditional visual novel. Um, it works on this behind-the-scenes series of feelings triggers. So basically, each NPC has a calculation of how similar the player is to them yeah, uh, and how much they like them, and that triggers different events and story sequences. So every time you play, a different thing happens. Um, and Act 1 is out right now, and you can play it on Itch.io. Yes, yes, it. Act, Act yes. One. <laughs> Act 1 is the one within um, Indiepocalypse. Yes. And, and if you're going... Uh, usually, I'm not like a, 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 an Alpha Act 1 kind of like, I say, give me your finished game, but it is a beefy Act 1. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, it's it's got uh, I think more than fifteen one five hours of content. Yes, uh, five yeah. dateable characters. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a, each yeah. It's it's just a, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a real girthy act one you have there. <laughs> I was worried because Indie Apocalypse was like I really don't want to play your alpha or the first half of something, and I was like, yeah. but there is like usually when the people I feel often misuse alpha and it, or like maybe they use it too accurately where maybe you're not actually you're alpha properly and you're like, no, it's just act one. Uh, but like yeah, alpha, a lot of times you, use it just doesn't it. work. It's, it feels a hundred percent unfinished. Oh yeah. When people say quote unquote early access and you're yeah. like, is, is this in the middle of dev? Have, right. Have I just stumbled on you? Yeah. Right. Right. Or if it, it feels like unsatisfyingly, uh, complete you know but yeah like, but no you've got a, you've got a real dense um 
I I will admit Thank this you. this has come out on indie podcast before. I did not play the for, for the full fifteen hours. That's a, that is totally understandable. That, that's like that's like you know, uh, you know that that's uh two times three x the entire month's worth of entries. You know, within a yeah, I'm not expecting. That, you can that, finish one romance arc in three hours, which is longer right. playable. So. Yeah, that that happens sometimes where people, where I will be like, yeah, I'm like an hour in deep. I'm like, yeah, I vibe with this thing. Um, I'm one person oh, yeah. with a full time job. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't imagine if it was like, uh, what's it called? Like you know, I only have so much time. What if I want to make games sometimes too? You you deserve to make games. I this have, is your right. I have a, 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 a PS1 copy of RPG Maker right next to me, and it's, it's part of a part of a secret project. I want to. I just want to make little RPG Maker games for people. I freaking love old school RPG Maker stuff. I want to like, make yeah little custom ones that people request. Ooh, that's interesting. Like little kind of bespoke RPG Maker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like I like I like just bespoke stuff, and I remember it was probably, uh, um, if I remember if I remember the exciting the exciting moment of this years ago was, uh, cartoonist Evan Dom had been like, did oh this... oh dang Evan I'm a cartoonist so yes. I'm waving my arms around yeah, <laughs> I this show is partially in relation to um, me liking the ambiguity program a lot. Uh, <laughs> And the, nice. idea of, and the idea of live streams. But no, he had, he's done a thing where he's like, give me a word, I'll make you a, a cryptic object or something. Ooh. And I like the idea of like a bespoke one word uh, prompt kind of RPG yeah, stuff. That's a great idea. Um, but time, you know. Oh, yeah. Aww. But speaking of time, we're going to, Andy, we're going to blitz some stuff real quick. Um, <laughs> gotcha. You have 10 questions. Oh, hello. Uh, we're we're going to. Well, some of these questions are multi-layered. Uh, uh, could apply to both <laughs> guests. Some of these questions are not vague enough for that. So our first series is from Owl, uh, and is what's the weirdest bit of code in your game? Oh, jeez, um, <laughs> that's a hard one. Um, uh, my favorite piece of code uh, is the uh, Tate tripping balls code. Um, if you take shrooms in my game. Uh, it redoes a lot of the assets in the text to reveal what one of the characters actually thinks about people, so all their names are changed and a bunch of weird stuff happens. Uh, the weirdest piece of code... I really like uh, Headless Horse Mike's Jealousy code a lot, okay. but I've been talking about this. Okay, so basically one of the characters starts off with a crush on another character. Yeah. So the closer you get to character two, the more character one hates you. And the clo the more character two likes you, the more he hates you as well. So you don't actually have to interact with him directly. Yeah. And after a certain point, he just kind of develops this rivalry with you. But in Act Two, uh, you'll be able to convince him not to have a crush anymore, which just directly reverts what you've done uh, in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. That in indeed, uh, indeed, I love kind of like uh, densely complicated, like under the hood, uh, uh, like romance oh, you should see mechanics. The <laughs> you should see what's going on here. It's... Yeah. No. It is. Uh, uh, okay. So, sec second question: What inspire the characters of the Romanceables? Oh. Um. Okay. Let's see. In general, I really, really like how certain Dragon Age games do romance, specifically Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. It, Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. Uh, the way that the Alistair romance plays out is also nonlinear. So, 
you can trigger like certain memories in Alistair and that builds your relationship and changes the way that he acts and stuff. And entering different main parts of the quest, he'll change his dialogue. Uh, same with Fallout New Vegas, not in a romanceable way, but right. depending on how you act in New Vegas, Benny has completely different dialogue based on how he feels about you. No, I, so, I, I love... Yeah. I, I don't I can't remember if it's real or if it's like cut content that I watched, but I love if you like get into and out of a relationship with Alistair and Morgan gives you a lot of shit about it. And she, like, teases you about it. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. She's and like, it's... so, I love Morgan. I love Morgan so much. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, next question. Oh, I already added, I already went to the next one. What are you most excited about, uh, what are you most excited to work for in Act 2? Ooh, um, let's see. Right now I'm working on Layla's uh, Final Girl Ball Quest. So, uh, basically there's this, like, gauntlet for Final Girls where you have to pass a series of challenges uh, and knock out each of the other, like, couples in the challenge, and that's her, like, romance quest. Yeah. Something I really want to implement is a way to get out of each of the challenges by doing a hookup minigame with each of the characters. So <laughs> I wanted to figure out a puzzle way to do that um, and also have it narratively so that Layla doesn't completely kill you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. You're, you're kind of... Uh, you can technically get into that quest if you're not dating her. Uh, I did write that in, and there's a lot of gags for if you're not. But 90% of the people who are going to go on there are there for Layla. So Right, right. Because they're kind yeah. of just already thinking in that kind of like mindset and already along that path, mentally speaking. Right. Um, trying to trying to seek out certain characters' content and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is the this is a a, qual a quantitative question. This is a question with a, a strict answer that you may or may not know. I'm not asking you to look it up if you don't know. How many lines? <laughs> how many lines of code have you written so far for Slasher U? Oh oh no, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, okay, so I make Slasher U in uh, Wolf RPG Editor, which is based off of um, 1998 RPG Maker. Okay, so it is the lo-fiest possible RPG Maker. Yeah. Um, you're basically using drop-down menus for your variables. You're setting your own variables. You're still like basically coding and scripting, but right. you have to manually type everything in. But you're, so, not, you're not in Ruby. Yeah, it, not quite. So it it is a little... You know what? If you'll give me 30 seconds, if I can't find it then, then okay. I won't have an answer for you. I will, I will give you 30 uh, seconds, and I will use that time to vamp a little and then uh, move over to uh, the next question. Okay, this here is this. I will post this into. This is from Max. I will post this into. Um. Okay. This this is a question. I was gonna say this is. I thought this was. I will, I will post you the the full text of this. Because it's a fun little thing. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe. Oh. I, I have an answer. Okay, <laughs> for the for the this question or for the. Uh, the lines of code question uh, for the posted question. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, uh, you interpret okay. this. Cause I feel like you will be able to interpret this question better than I can. Okay. So uh, there is a line of dialogue when you go to prom that says Sawyer isn't actually eligible for prom royalty. Cause he's yeah. in grad school and uh, they want to give the undergrads a chance to actually be for prom. Cause they have a shorter life expectancy and Sawyer's made it this far. So people tend not to survive to the end of the slasher university here. So, <laughs> but um, I, let's see. I can kind of figure out the average of it. So basically, uh, each section of code is segmented into common events. Uh, on average, each event has about... Um, 
somewhere between 40 and several <laughs> thousand <laughs> lines of code, and I have 749 events of, of sections. So, so a lot. Uh, <laughs> really a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Uh, just in one body count minigame alone. Let's see. I have... Uh, uh, um, uh, 1,000 lines of code. 998. So multiply that by two per each minigame, and that's just the minigames. It's uh, a lot. Oh, geez. You know what? It's a lot. No more math. <laughs> yes, math. Listen, I, when I do math on the show, I accidentally hit the button that makes me uh, stop streaming and stop recording. Uh, I got a D minus in high school physics, so uh, oh, if you're I... wondering why this is a 2D video game. I I I'm I'm not bad at math. I'm good. I um, uh, economics, which is like a thirty percent math major. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, you have to do like curve lines and shit. But also, it's it's weird. It's also philosophy, sort of. I don't know. I like, it probably oh, really depends on the course you're in. <laughs> that aside, uh, we have a new question here from Jamie. Which is, Archibald looks annoyed every time he talks with us. Uh, I'm assuming I'm this phrasing here, does he hate us or something? Yes. Or, or maybe, he's wondering, <laughs> I, I'm, what, maybe the question is, I'm wondering if he hates us or something. He is perpetually annoyed by almost every single thing that goes on on this campus, except for maybe Veronica. Which, uh, you know, if you played Act 1, you'll know why. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, next. Oh. No one has pointed out the Veronica Archibald thing yet, by the way. So, um I don't know if I could point it out. And I'm I'm dense within uh, Somewhere a comics fan is waving their arms and screaming. Oh, yeah, you know, you got me. I can't believe I was <laughs> I can't believe I was half a step away. Like my brain couldn't make a You're so close. A, a one half step you know, and honestly that's what I thought at first too. Oh yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> that's what I thought at first. I'm like, no, no, I'm missing something else. Because his name is doesn't have a ball at the end. Anyway, uh, Jackson sixty nine. Everyone spelled with a K, but anyway, go on. <laughs> Jackson sixty nine is asking: uh, Is there a character who is Yandere? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yes, it's yes. Sawyer. Uh, that is who you're going to want to be dating, uh, Sawyer Ferguson. <laughs> um, I actually had to have somebody explain to me what a Yandere was because people kept adding the game to my favorite Yandere like collections, and I'm like, right. I need to look this up. And the answer is yes, it's Sawyer. He chases you. He wants you very badly. Yeah. Uh, that's, he will, oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an existed, uh, something that exists within uh, Western media as well. We just don't think we have a word for it. it is, it's single yeah. white female adjacent. Uh, it's interesting how there's like a Western uh, female like idea of it. And in a lot of, you know, Eastern media, it's kind of more of a... That's not true. That's not true at all. I think people just add my game to male yandere sims because there's a male yandere in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to interpret this as a question. <laughs> um, okay. This, uh, slasher you, but but the main character is Monica from Doki Doki Literature Club. I don't... Uh, I, I have not played Doki Doki Literature Club. I'm so sorry. I can't help you there. Uh, either yeah. sorry that sorry to monica uh that's the second time someone's brought that up today actually doki doki yeah. literature club. I, yeah. I, um, you should play it i really should i see i i'm of two minds because i can't it, it exists in a space where i can't tell if it's if it's good or if it's like an intro to mm. kind of like that deconstructionist stuff of like but if you're like 
up your own ass enough. You're like, oh, this is just, I get what it is, you know? Right, uh, like, I, I've been grilling my friends about this. I was like, so, what's the deal? And they just look me dead in the eye, and they're like, oh, no, it's not what you think. Right. So, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm older. I've ex- experienced plenty <laughs> of things that aren't what you think. I've enjoyed uh, plenty wizened. of deconstructive, uh, abstract works of art. Um, <laughs> it's just been deconstructed so many times yeah. that you just want them to be constructed again. Right. So I'm, so I'm like, so th- that's where my hesitation comes where it's like, oh, well, if, if that's, if that's the main appeal that it, it feels like mm-hmm. it is destroying this or like breaking from this norm. Um, uh, but it is good, I hear. Yeah. Also, which... yes, that, that's the thing. It might just also be well written. That might be what it takes. Uh, speaking, yeah. last final question um, from Ayato: uh, would, would you be writing a walkthrough in all characters or even poly possibilities? Um, there is actually currently a romance walkthrough. If you go for Act One, um, if you go onto the main page and scroll down, there's a link to uh, basically how to unlock all of the mini games and progress through the romances. Uh, I'm going to write one for prom because that's the one with a ton of different options. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to write one that includes every single variation, just because this game is really right, big. Right. You have a lot um, going yeah. on and you, you have to make the games as well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot, but someone did start a wiki. So if you've played through the game and want to add your personal discoveries to it, uh, that would probably be helpful for future people who really, really, really want to know how to get Sawyer to chase them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, yeah. I, it's for the fans to go out there and go in GameFAQs and make a Slasher U ASCII logo <laughs> uh, for their GameFAQs. You're the best. Here. Oh, God. Yeah, but there is actually a walkthrough for all yeah. the um, main romances uh, on the on the itch page, not on the um, main website. So. Perfect, perfect. Uh, now we yeah. we've, we sprinted through. Now, and it's just you. Oh, no, there's <laughs> one more question because I did post a link. Uh, is there cannibalism in the game? Uh, no, surprisingly. <laughs> there's no, there's no. Uh, uh, now, now let's. We've got. We we might get back to this in a second in the group segment, but we have cannibalism. No horror. I'm curious about horror. Someone who uh, has a, a, a love of horror as well, both in terms of. Uh, uh, what what do they call it? Elevated horror, uh, mm. and also sloppy bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, they both have uh, a deep affections, but uh, so before we're approaching the end of this segment, actually, but before we go, I gotta ask, uh, do you have sort of mm. like, uh, uh, someone's like, oh, I liked dating Sims, I liked to slash you, but I'm not familiar with this whole like slasher horror archetype genre what's something you would say like hey you should try this out i think you might like it evil dead 2 okay. uh, <laughs> like straight up um, my favorite horror movie is cabin in the woods but i feel like you might enjoy that more if you've seen some horror movies first. right right i think that uh, takes a, a, a bit of yeah. a bit of no, a bit of like goat uh, what's on that knowledge but like you know it's it's, it's part of a like baseline. A, yeah. it plays with concepts uh yeah, yeah, which I think you get a lot more out of it if you've seen a bunch of horror movies first. Uh, I think yeah. Evil Dead 2 is a great intro to horror comedy. Um, also, uh, we should do, we're do. we about to start movie night on the Slasher U Discord, and we're going to watch Shaun of the Dead first. Okay. That's a movie. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, that whole, folks, if you've never seen that whole Cornetto uh, trilogy. Oh, my God, yeah. And then you, then you listen, then you go Hot back. Buzz? And, what was that? 
Hot Fuzz is like my favorite one out of the whole trilogy. Right. But go on, yeah. Yeah, no, then you go back and you watch Spaced. Spaced. I love Spaced. Holy yes, crap. I was, I was, I was a, a weird nerd who had like, during that early era when it was like, I think it was around the same time I got Spaced in Mr. Show. I was like, yes, I, <laughs> I grew up in a time where we did not have HBO, but now these, these weird uh, cult comedies are available on DVD. Uh, for can... my perusal. I, yeah. When he goes to the fake Dark Horse uh, company, when he shows his portfolio uh, as a cartoonist and he just gets torn apart, I, it's perfect. I have I have a gif of him, of the, the, the cowboy. He shoots little cowboy fingers and flips around to the door when he, like... Yes. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Simon Pegg. Uh, perfection. But, but... <laughs> So we, before we go, Andy, uh, with our final official indie apocalypse, this is uh, 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 what was previously asked frequently. And now it's just a question that I like to personally ask. Um, it is: uh, Do you have Solus here? Wait, we got Solus returned. I forgot about this question. It fell off. Oh my god! <laughs> speaking of speaking of, I had two questions, and then one kept asking, and then I forgot one of them. But there were two questions. It's the rock question. Andy, do you have a favorite rock? Favorite kind of rock? No. What's your favorite kind of rock? It's really funny that you ask me this because uh, someone has asked me this relatively recently, and I just screamed igneous yes. for no reason. Yes, I feel like saying that. Okay. Also. Before I leave, I should plug the Kickstarter. Yes, no, you're not going anywhere, really. You can, you can oh, good. Grab. Can I we'll talk s- about Igneous Rock some more? Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll say, you mentioned that there's a Slasher You Act 2 Kickstarter. When we get to everyone's favorite section of podcasts where people promote their stuff, um, we'll, we'll <laughs> you know, hear about, about it. about it right this second. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell, we'll, we'll, Andy will have free reign to yell nonstop about it. That's what those segments for. Okay. Tell me about, but here, we're talking about Igneous Rocks. What are we, tell me about Igneous Rocks. Uh, I believe there are three kinds of rocks, sedimentary, igneous, and the third one. Uh, <laughs> wait, what is the third one? Um, I never took geology. Three types of rocks. You take care of that. I'll look up rocks. But tell, tell me, about, it's met- metamorphic. Uh, yeah, see, I, I don't recall what that one is. And sedimentary rocks, I think, are made by uh, layers of... Earth sediment together and compressing <laughs> sediment yes uh sand silk, oh you want for something cool that i Animal that skeletons. is rocks actually yeah i completely changed my answer so you guys know yosemite valley yes like the national park okay so the cliffs in yosemite valley are actually gigantic single pieces of rock that have risen out of the ground to form a cliff which is sick as hell so when you look at half dome and stuff that's actually just one gigantic rock um that's my favorite rock i think that perfect ass. perfect <laughs> And then the, the final question, uh, the, the, the formerly Mochi, now the genuinely Andrew interested, as you can tell from my intro music. Wait, uh, also, yes. I just realized, was if that was a question about music, it's punk. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's probably my favorite type of, as, as you'll tell by the two punk rock interludes that I'll be playing during this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of punk rock music. Um, yes, likewise. Uh, but uh, one final question before we go, Andy. Do you have a favorite Toho character? All these things that I need <laughs> and watching and doing. I'm adding this to my to my list. Uh, uh, <laughs> to my list of things. Uh, I do not. No, that's fine. Do consumer media. <laughs> that is that is uh uh and it that, that's that's not that's why that question is not what is it is do you 
Uh-huh. <laughs> the answer is sadly no, but I could one day. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, people are here wondering what's going on in the show. It's fucking, it's a radio show. People come <laughs> on, they bullshit for a long time. And is there a rock character in Toho? I don't know. I have to learn that from my Toho 101 course that I'll host during the next Pledge, <laughs> pledge Drive. I That's going to be the next university-themed dating sim. Uh, I, do, I, do, I do love the girl with crystal wings. I am a long-established fan of all of the... Is that I believe that, that is Flandry is the girl with the crystal wings. Scarlet Devil Mansion rules. It's all like goth vampires or whatever. And me. Oh dang, that sounds right up my alley. It's good. It's good. There's people. A lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of wings in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I believe Flandry. Yes. I believe is a crystal wing one. Uh, I will throw out who I dated in Monster Prom, though, uh, okay. if that helps anybody. Uh, it was Damien and Calculester, if that means anything to anyone. That doesn't mean anything to me, but I only play old video games. <laughs> oh, well, I mean. <laughs> and new indie video games. And uh, I read books and watch movies. Okay. And uh, Anyway, we're going to go to break. It is Barbenheimer weekend. Yes. Uh, so. Ah, yeah. I've, I've, I, I, did, I did watch... Um, a very bad movie. I watched a very bad movie last <laughs> night. I'm not even going to talk about it because it was very bad. Uh, it, but it did remind me of... Uh, and this is a, a sick burn on uh, fucking... What's his name? How did I forget his name? Giallo legend, uh, Suspiria. I, I all, in my brain, all I can think of is Mario Bava, but it's not Mario Bava. Uh, someone here. You should help me out here. Um leaving the power of chat that i can't see that it'll take me like 30 seconds to look it up because i just type in suspiria uh oh my god the, the internet's literally the worst never in my life <laughs> never in the life of anyone has they have they ever typed dario yes it's dario argento thank you dario argento oh uh, yes anyway the student film reminded me of dario argento's dracula which is a major slam on how terrible dario argento's dracula looks and there's no reason why it looks so terrible Anyway, we're going on break <laughs> before we start talking. Before I get very excited about horror movies, uh, we'll be back in like a minute, a minute and two seconds. Um, uh, BRB. Thanks for asking me questions. No, I will have more questions when we get to the group segments. Don't worry. Yes, I'll, I get right. <laughs> thanks to the audience. I, yes, I, I just relayed them all. Um, thanks, murderfuckers. I can say that on this show, right? Yes, oh, you God. can say whatever you want. Uh, no, you, you can't no. say whatever you want on this show, but you know oh, what God, I mean. Oh, God, no. You know what I yeah. mean oh. when I say that. You know I what. do. <laughs> thanks. Welcome back to Indiepocalypse Radio. That was Printhead with anyone. I, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe that one wasn't a punk rock thing. That's more like, they're in that more like post-punk sort of area. Uh, anyway... We're back with our next guest, uh, who is from issue. Uh, where, where am I? There we go. Throwing it back, um, not three years, but we're getting close to that. Uh, with issue ten of Indiepocalypse with budget rate stigmata, it's here, Rob. Hello, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm fine. Ah, great. We actually, uh, speaking of music, we played a, a, a bit of yours on the top of the show. I played. Oh lord! I played. I was like, when people have music, I'm like, I'll play some of the music. I'll pl I put some Toluca Lake up top. Um, <laughs> the the dark ambient album. It's yes. not really chill podcast music. Oh no! Listen, I I will play. I played like I play like aggressive jazz music in the intro. I, I 
I played. What was that? What was that band I was playing? Um, I was playing some Brom and Kill Lincoln. Like, and Kill Lincoln's like a ska punk band. I play a lot of. I play Banana Melt on this show. <laughs> um, I'll play aggressive, obnoxious music. Uh, you know, and not to say your music was aggressive, obnoxious, but I'm saying I will. This is not a chill podcast. This is for people who want to uh, ha- have a great time. Uh, mm-hmm. If you know the Lapetites, la- Lapetites, I've played them a lot, and they're very uh, abrasive. <laughs> but I, mm-hmm. I'm a sick with those abrasive music. Speaking of music, uh, and speaking of games, speaking of a long time ago, Rob, I want you to 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 cast your mind back. Uh, twenty-two months, <laughs> almost two yeah. years ago. No, I might be saying thirty-two months. Over two years ago, how did you hear about Indiepocalypse? Uh, I definitely actually do remember because I had just uh, uh, put made budget rate stigmata for like a uh, a long game jam. And I got a bunch of messages from people that told me that it was like one of the worst games and they hated it so much and it made me feel really bad. And I just happened to see uh, Indiepocalypse on uh, Itch when I was looking around and I was like, I'm just going to throw it on there because I don't even care anymore. <laughs> and and then I got an email back from you and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. The, uh... one, that, the one that everyone hates? Oh, but you can, listen. You cannot trust. You cannot trust the taste of people, uh, uh, not not on HIO, but uh, like on jam pages, especially like mm-hmm. depending what the what kind of jam is, like what the jam is for. I've I've seen people like there was a guy who had submitted it to uh, a game to Indie Apocalypse, and it was uh, uh, what you call mediocre. <laughs> uh, I was not interested in it. It had no it had no life to it. Um, and then uh, they they had later like uh, given the, that same issue that I did not get into one star and I and I saw you know I sometimes click to see like oh, who are these people as I'm going to check out their games and they were like oh, this game was the worst game I can't believe it got highly rated in this jam <laughs> it was terrible and it's like I love uh, weird shit <laughs> um, I love kind of uh, personal stuff I. I'm not looking for, you know, what a video game is or should be or is supposed to be or something. Who knows? Um, but uh, what I do like is uh, cool games. <laughs> it's impossible to tell what, like, what will vibe with me at any given time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will bounce off a game I'll come back to. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I like this game a lot. And uh but I also think I'm I'm more open minded than your average gamer. I have a, a a wide spectrum of things I appreciate. But speaking of things I appreciate, tell me a little bit about uh budget rate stigmata. Uh I would describe it as uh, a low res narrative abstract surreal walking simulator yeah and i think that's a fair description because just by hearing that you will either know hey i really want to play that or i never want to touch that for the rest of my life yeah and i think something you might have run into in particular not having seen uh these comments where it's like low res 
um, uh, kind of, what's the word? I feel like it gets too shorthanded for horror too often. Mm-hmm. So if your game isn't scary, uh, <laughs> or not even, I've played a lot of, I've, I've gets, I've gets gotten submitted plenty of like lo-fi horror games and I get, it's like, I yeah, know. I think that like, uh, some people really, really equate horror with, uh, you know, jump scares and some like guy streaming on uh, on Twitch and yeah. scre- yelling into the mic every time anything happens. Yes, and that's definitely not the kind of horror that my game is. No, no. Do I try to collect uh, six to eight objects while a scary guy chases me? <laughs> that's not it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's just. That, 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 there are a lot of. I'm waiting. There was one game that was like kind of close, where I kind of was almost like almost won me over in that uh, collect objects while scary things follows you genre, but it was like not quite. There's. I think you can make something. There is something in there, <laughs> um, but I, I haven't found that. Maybe I will try and <laughs> make something. Who knows? It's it's a strange genre. That slender eight pages thing, mm-hmm. um, but it it feels like it's 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 lacking. Like it, it like it is, it is close. It has a, a brief understanding of the slasher, but like not. It's not there. Like it doesn't fully understand the what what's good about creeping horror. But uh, I get picky sometimes about horror. <laughs> um, and what I like about them, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I, I people have described me as a, a pretentious snob about my horror game. So I mean, I think, and I don't think it's inaccurate. Would you say you're Rob a bit of a horror head? Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, do do you? I mean, uh, you were. You, I learned in the break zone that you were the one who let me know about Dario Argento. Oh, was that a yeah. Google? Was that a Google search? Or did you know that just offhand? No, I didn't know that. Okay, that was that was a a, a search offhand, but um, but that so that is like so. What drew you to um, lo-fi, like this this kind of because there there is like it is very big within that kind of like haunted PS one space, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I remember uh, when I was uh, after, I think it was around when it had to be when like the PlayStation 2 was coming out. And, you know, there was still, of course, horror games coming out like uh, because there was a big boom for horror games coming out, I think, in PS1 era because it didn't work quite as well. Or at least people didn't know how to do it as well for like, you know, SNES sprite games. And then, you know, PlayStation would come out and there would be uh, a lot bigger, a lot more horror games come out. And then PS2 come out and it would have more horror games. And I was like, I kind of miss the fucking janky, uh, you know, polygons and the low resolution. And I feel like it added ambiguity to what you're seeing. Yeah. You know, kind of fill it in yourself. And first you're going to fill something way more scary than whatever is at actually there and then there was a a, 
uh, started to be a movement of people making games that were had the PS1 aesthetic. And, of course, this is a long fucking time ago. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Haunted PS1 is, like, even, like, you know, the, the formation of like that more, not official, but, like, semi, like, that more organized <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. movement it itself has been around for quite a while now. Definitely. And I remember when I found that, I was like, oh, man, there's other people that think that, too. That's so cool. And then uh, I played some of them, and I was like, well, maybe it's not for me, because they were kind of the same sort of... Uh, at least the ones that I played back then at the time, they're same kind of, you know, f- find 12 pages or whatever while the scary thing comes out, and when it finds you, you don't know until two seconds later when it does a jump scare on your screen. And yeah. I was like, oh, may- maybe it's not for me. <laughs> until until I started making games, and I was like, I'm going to do it the right way. But of course, by then, people have already done it right, well, right. too. It's not like, not like I invented making a, a weird, surreal ps1 game by a long shot no but the, but the the loudest voices and the most like because like you said i mean if you go to it's a thing about itches if you go to like any kind of like horror game there's like uh a uh you know at least one to 30 youtube links on that on that <laughs> game's page yeah and it's because it's, it's, it's like a content thing there are people who just like go through itch and just probably go through the horror tag and just like play everything for stream you know yeah there was even i used to make uh text adventure games and people would post like youtube videos of them playing through my games and like they tried to be like ah and do like yell when there was like something scary it's like dude this is not gonna work (laughs) don't do it this way right right Stories can be scary, but they're not. They, they don't jump scare you. <laughs> they're uh-huh. they're scary in the way that they linger in your brain because they allow your brain to imagine the horrors of the universe and uh, kind of get in your own head. And nothing scares us more than ourselves. Besides, I guess besides maybe a monster, a scary monster. <laughs> I think if I, I think if I saw a scary monster, I'd probably be scared. But. but- but are you scared of the monster or the idea of the monster in your head? Oh my god! The, Plot twist. What the monster represents? Am I, <laughs> am I truly? Am I truly scared of the dripping fangs, or am I scared of the the unknowable cosmic uh, emptiness that it, it like it, it imparts on me? Mm-hmm. That's uh, the one. Yeah, that is. That's the reason. We we looked at a lot of really uh, a schlocky kind of. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft inspired low budget movies the other day. Last I say the other day when I say last night, and they are like, it's a fun subgenre of movies because it's like, you know. Yeah, I remember there was a movie in the '90s that was a a, a Lovecraft movie that was a, it was like um, a bunch of short little uh. Uh, stories that were kind of vaguely connected. It was called the Necronomicon, and it was pretty low budget, and the the uh, special effects were not great. And I remember how much I completely loved it when I was like twelve years old. I was, this is the coolest fucking movie I've seen in my life. Yeah, it's like what is this? it's it's because it's a uh, uh, the the trickiness is how do you. Um... Uh, visually portray cosmic horror, you know. 
how do you visually portray uh you know that kind of like vast uh break to know that you are not oh my computer is running low on storage space i have oh. to i have to do a thing I, okay so last time this happened that's the real cosmic horror last time this happened i mean i think i just need i need to empty my recycling bin <laughs> the last time this happened i made a mistake and i deleted the episode this time <laughs> oh look at this 21 gigs 42 gigs oh we're clean up 42 gigs we're cruising Mm-hmm. Wait, that's local disk. Why is that local disk space? What the hell is getting stored in a local disk? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta figure that out after this. I don't know what's shouldn't be that much stuff on there. I don't put that much stuff on there. Anyway, anyway, now I'm getting nervous. <laughs> um, that I like, think uh, mostly uh, today, it's uh, tentacles is shorthand for cosmic horror. Yes, yes. If a monster has tentacles. It will be tagged as cosmic horror, whatever it is. Right, comes from a portal, maybe. <laughs> maybe, or the ocean. Yeah, uh, it, it you know it comes from some kind of yeah some space that is uh, not meant to be seen. Um, <laughs> but that is a uh, a strange sort of thing. There's a lot of but like I'm I do like kind of schlocky low budget horror sometimes, just like people making choices or that was the thing I we were talking about lamenting is there's not enough uh, cases where people are just out there making decisions <laughs> about things. Uh, I really like the, the schlocky low budget stuff. Uh, but only if it's like, you can tell that the people making it thought this was the coolest fucking yes. thing. And they were like, everybody's going to love this. And it's, it's not great, but it's only great because they thought that it was great. Right. That's what I like. Right, because if you if you're if you're not doing that, you can't like, you don't have, like the pat you don't have the passion you don't have that uh, you're missing out on something when you mm -hmm. when you don't have that sort of uh, that individual quality. Oh, yeah. the hell is this thing? It's gigantic. Um. Okay, shrinking down. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm temporarily like throwing up uh, a, f a file tree thing to figure out like, where is this huge thing, so I don't lose recordings. Temp System thirty two. I don't need that. No, I don't need that. Uh, <laughs> who needs anything? Game Maker Studio Cash. My God, you're gigantic. I don't even use you anymore. I guess I could probably delete. That's like sixteen gigs. Um, anyway. Rob, sorry, Rob. I'm getting very distracted <laughs> because I'm nervous that I'm going to. I have to lose the record. I have to like make space real quick for for this thing we're on right now. Um, mm -hmm. But I think so. Everything that's going on might just be lost to the void. I did lose the, one, and the people who are watching and in chat, this might be the only time this ever happens. Maybe not, but maybe the second time it ever happened. I did do it once. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I think I'm good. I think even if, um, yes, I think we're good. I think the, the kind of temporary space that's being allocated by OBS is not going to clean up the rest of this hard drive. So we're, we're good to go for the rest of the show and I will clean up the rest of it afterwards and find like, where do you, where are all these? Cause I have like a big SSD. No, I have an SSD for like basically just my OS. 
and then I have uh, everything else on a, like a larger non-SSD drive. Mm-hmm. So it's a little baby, it's a little baby SSD with not that much space on it. Um, but speaking of little baby SSDs, uh, <laughs> what a segue! What a segue! Um, if you were if you were to have a little baby SSD, it might be hard to fit a lot of information into a game. So you might have to write some weird code. So I'm gonna take Rob. I'm gonna take the one question. It's not slash you specific, and ask you, uh, what's the weirdest weirdest bit of code in your game? Uh, I would say it is everything to do with uh, when you're uh, dropping all of the little bits of uh, things that are sort of uh, em- emblematic of the memories that you're giving up in the game. Everything is, is every everything about that is just horrible because I was still uh, very 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 much new and learning how to how to work with Godot. Yeah, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So everything there's no like everything is completely unique and there's like no functions in that whole part. <laughs> it's just like one giant blob of code it is is horrible. Oh, that's that's you know. That's the I yeah I as someone who is who is has a Godot, uh, I I am on currently home slash introduction slash learning new features. I am <laughs> I have cracked open the Godot docs because um, mm-hmm. I figure if I'm gonna make a game, um, I've been playing a lot of old FromSoft stuff, so I'm kind of like I could make a 3D game, <laughs> which means I should probably switch from Game Maker to Godot. If I'm gonna make a weird, uh, can like, make a a science-based dragon MMO, right? No, no, I'm gonna make a game where you walk around <laughs> in a cave and people laugh at you because they're uncomfortable and they feel doomed. Um, well, I mean, that sounds like something I'm, I'm into. Yeah, I'm very into it. I, the the truest the truest souls likes are actually just like Shadow Tower and Kingsfields. Uh, I've I've never actually played any of the FromSoft games before Dark Souls besides uh, Armored Core. Yeah, I was gonna say I played a lot. I played a, a decent amount of the first Armored Core growing up, so mm-hmm. I have like that kind of. Me like, too. I know. I also have the two Ot- Otogis on Xbox. Oh wait, Eternal Ring that was FromSoft, wasn't it? Yes, on PS2. Yeah, I played that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So they're those games are cool. <laughs> they're they're very like singular. Um, and I like them a lot. I, I've been, been like, the other thing is, you need to, like, I, I don't want remasters of games. I don't want updated games. I don't want any of that bullshit. I just want <laughs> games as they were. Because I think if you're, I think you adapt like really fast uh, to games. Like mm-hmm. people maybe don't re- like, well, they're like, oh, these games play weird. But I think you'll adapt like super fast too. Uh, like not even like you know, it predates dual analog sticks. So all your camera controls on your triggers, all on your shoulder buttons. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what? I'm a. It's it feels second nature now. I think people just adapt. I definitely remember the control scheme being really really weird in Eternal Ring when I played it, and then it just became fine. Right. Uh, I I grew up on uh, because we had. 
growing up on like the N64, or N64 and PlayStation, but in terms of first person shooters, we only played on PlayStation. Like we played a lot of per- like a, a, a dense amount of Perfect Dark. Um, and I remember we rented uh, Half-Life 1 for the PS2 and that game has dual analog control and we could not <laughs> understand it. Like because <laughs> we were so seasoned in like how perfect dark plays with like it's strafing buttons and everything mm-hmm. that it was just mm-hmm. unintuitive <laughs> so i guess what i'm saying is like if you're gonna put if you're gonna put a, a a a tutorial in your game you can actually make your controls whatever you want them to be yeah you don't need you don't need to have tutorials for things that people understand but speaking of things that people understand most of us uh, i assume live on the planet earth and the planet earth is it's one big rock Rob, what's your favorite rock? Uh, so I, I mean, I need to know: is this a genre question or is this, this is, a, a geology question? That's that's the that's the entirety of the question that you're being given. You're giving no follow up. Your uh-huh. dealer's choice. <laughs> um, well, uh, in for the geology version, I think I think I don't know why, but uh, I like I like opals. Okay. Uh, those are one of the smooth ones, right? Are they like blue or green? They're they're kind of like just kind of translucent and uh, like oh, yes. have like a rainbow of colors. I'm and a, uh, poor gamer, that's I also that I don't recognize an opal <laughs> slotted into so many pieces of my gear. <laughs> that's also uh, a really cool video by Jack Stauber, so that probably doesn't help. Doesn't hurt. No. Uh, and. Uh, in terms of, of genre, I mean, I don't know. I like uh, I like really uh, like progressive like death metal. Okay. Yeah, that is, uh, you're so you're what you're saying is you're doubling down on uh, unapproachability in terms of music. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I have I have uh, I was I've, I recorded a bunch of music and it was all you know really. Uh, pretentious progressive death metal yeah. and uh that was when uh i in uh 2020 i got um uh uh the left side of my body just stopped working and so i went to the hospital thinking i had a stroke but i had uh got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and now i can't really use my left hand and stuff very well so i can't play guitar anymore and that was when i started doing stuff with uh game development right right because it can it can like uh uh, requires uh, like less dexterity to some degree, uh, or you also can be done with one hand. You, ha- you can get one of those cool like I bet they have like one-handed keyboards. Maybe you can get a robot hand. That would be even better. Yeah, yeah. We just had like where? Why don't we? Why don't we have affordable robot hands? Anyway, I was promised robot hands in the cyberpunk future. Yeah, I was, yeah. Instead, all we got was uh, corporations owning everything. <laughs> <laughs> And not, not, nothing else. I mean, I guess if you you live in the uh, the right place, you still have gaudy neon signs around. Yeah, there's no gaudy neon signs around here. I've got one big gaudy neon sign. It's like it feels like it's a thousand years old. <laughs> it's ugly and beautiful, and it's like the the wonders of small town America, the ugly shit in the world that's been around forever. Anyway, uh, uh, second question, Rob. 
do you have a favorite Toho character? Um, I I have never actually played a Toho game. They're like bullet hells, aren't they? Yes, yes. the The main line is bullet hell, though it has a very open license for people to make whatever sort of fan games they want. We've had oh, that's people. actually kind of sick. Yeah, we've had people on who I believe last week, the week before, whose like main intro was like just the uh, the cart. Ra- Someone made a cart racer with all the char- Toho characters, like a a double dash like. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I forget the, that's part of Toho One Hundred and One is where Andrew looks up what the actual license of Toho is. I think it's you can't make porn with it or something, <laughs> you, and you can't make like illegal stuff using the characters. But otherwise, it's like pretty wide open in terms of like you can monetize things and everything. Uh, but that said, we're going to be going back to the break zone. Rob, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we'll be uh, back in about a minute 30, give or take. Hello and welcome back to Indie Podcast Radio. That was Exotica with uh, A3 Pesadilla. Is it two L's in there? Yes, it is. It is two L's in there, I think. I can't. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, that is indeed in Spanish. If I can tell if this Bandcamp uh, page is anything to go by, is from Chile. That is uh, Chilean uh, punk music. But yes, we are back with the rest of the with the rest of the, the the gang here. The whole crew is here. Welcome everyone. Let's talk about Chilean punk music. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, to, Junko Records is is who put that album out. Uh, yeah. See, that's the thing that I, I I talk about this. You know, acquired acquired by Epic and all that. But the nice thing about Bandcamp is they're like they go way out there. You know, from like the standard. Uh, like like your your stock standard thing, like uh, and there's also like tons of music blogs that do the same thing. So it's like you know, should should Bandcamp? Uh, what's the? I'm forgetting the one. I forget because I'm lazy and I go to the one that also has the. Uh, those, I'm gonna look that up. I got very into um. A. Uh, um, there, there's a, there's a, there's a regular anthology. Oh, they are f- perfect that they're Mexican because I was going to mention there's a, uh, if you're familiar with uh, the regular anthology sort of thing, uh, Weedian, uh, as I am familiar with, it's like a doom stoner metal from around the world. Uh, anyway, they did. Uh, one album they they did uh a trip to mexico at one point and they and i got very into i think it was i think their name is rostro del sol they're like uh how do you describe how do you describe music it's like i don't know progressive jazz avant metal or whatever <laughs> what, that what sounds that? right up right up something i'd be interested in yeah rostro <laughs> del sol it kicks ass uh Get yourself that album. I think the album is just called... Yeah, the album is also just called Rostro del Sol. They friggin' rule. Uh, I'm going to put... put the, I'm going to slap that in there. I The the one that was on there, it was called Bopsy Sketches. And I've probably played it like twice, if not three times on the show. Because 
I think it just kicks so much ass. Um, yeah, let's see. They have 70s hard rock, rock, blues, funk, jazz, jazz rock, prog rock, psychedelic, psychedelic rock, Mexico. Yeah, the album is pay what you want. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just fucking rules. Uh, that, I mean, that's part of why I did my that my recent, like, uh, games from South America. It's because I think uh, people f- tend to focus too heavily on, like, U.S. and Europe when there is, like, stuff that rules being made, like, everywhere, you know, constantly. Oh, absolutely. Especially on, like, t- with the tabletop space and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had plenty of uh, uh, people on uh, on this show even from like uh, Southeast Asia, like the uh, like the Philippines, and like uh, I'm trying to think of where everyone is from specifically. But yes, there is a lot of people in that kind of broader Oceania. I mean, they're they're what's it called? It's called what the CRPG, right? S E A R P G to yeah, yeah, like, Southeast Asia RPG community. Yes. Yeah, I grew up there so oh perfect yes yeah <laughs> uh that is um yeah there's it's it's there's so much uh people making cool stuff all over the world oh where'd you grow, grow specifically if you don't mind now now uh, you're... oh yeah. <laughs> i was uh, born in hong kong and then i grew up in singapore so okay. there's actually yeah there's like a huge 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 southeast asian game yes. development community and tabletop game development community like massive yeah there is yeah. like there are like so much stuff and like even in Southeast Asia, I think people at times kind of like look at Japan and stop sometimes, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they, they forget about uh, all the other countries there too, of which there are a lot. <laughs> <Everything else. laughs> yep. Um, yeah. There, there's like, there, there's so much. That's why I make my little map of the world uh, to be like, look, there's game developers all over the place. And I think it's like, the map is super sick. Thank you, thank you. I'm a big fan. even like there's so many people in the U.S. even, and and people can discover like oh look there's other game developers in in my state that I didn't know about. <laughs> like Andy, <laughs> did you know there's a whole? Have you been to that whole? Uh, have you been uh, in the to the Vermont scene at all? Uh, I think I there's one other person in Vermont like near me, which is insane to me because yeah. my town has two thousand people in it. So right, I, I've, that's so cool. I've made trips up there before to their like meetup groups, or once I did because I have to like stay. Yeah, I need overnight. like leave the house. Yeah, it's a. I have to travel all the way from Massachusetts. A uh, whole hour and a half. Well, to be fair, like their thing is in Burlington, and I'm near like the Cape. So oh, it's like, oh shit, yeah. It's like as far as you can go <laughs> to get. <laughs> no, Burlington's like three hours away from where I am, and it's in the same state. So. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a it's a weird thing. But yeah, there's like all sorts of like people who can, don't realize that there's like game developers all around us, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, like. And as as I increasingly do this, there's like probably more people who have been like, "Oh no, I met you at a show," and it's like, "Oh, there are all these people who you didn't even realize you knew." And, and especially as people get, get like get more like cross disciplined, you know? Oh, totally. But yes, I have a map. I do have a, so I do indeed have a map. I should just make it. I should make an indiepocalypse.com slash map. Um, <laughs> I do like the map, but it makes me feel bad because I'm just from fucking Ohio. No, that rule, because, listen, Ohio is one of those, I mean, we have someone <laughs> from Alaska, and that's like the golden goose. Uh, <laughs> that and, 
I'm looking at um, what's it called. Now I think I think Alaska's Alaska's the real tricky one, and that I got one. I want to get all fifty states. There are game devs so far? all over the world. I have I'm at like twenty two or something. I don't know if you just getting count. there. <laughs> yeah, it's not all just it's not just all us coastal elites who make games. <laughs> <laughs> There are people in... There's us hillbillies in Ohio. I've gone to... Rob, I've gone to an event in Ohio before. Oh, my. Why? I went to, I went to OhioCon. Uh, What's I'm, OhioCon? It's, 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 uh, it's an anime convention, mostly. But they have, oh, uh, they, have a, they have an indie game section there, too, which I would actually highly recommend. Uh, uh, like, I'm sure it's cool. I was really excited that it was Ohio-themed yeah. for some reason. Yes. No, no. It's it's it's, a, it's like Ohio... Uh, like, good morning in Japanese, I think. Yeah, yes. It's a pun. Oh! Um, yes, it's a pun. <laughs> but, no, the, the person who runs the show... Who runs, who runs that indie space, Griffin, has been on this show before, too. And I believe um, it is free to attend. As like like it's a it's an indie space that you actually don't need to play, uh, you don't need to pay as a to be a, a yeah I mean you have to submit your game and everything, mm. but you don't have to pay to be a attendee there or a, a, an exhibitor. Like the table. Yeah, you don't have to pay the table. That's the word I'm looking for. Table. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe you don't have to pay the table as an indie dev there, which is like a huge barrier, you know. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Yeah. <laughs> Like never mind getting into it, you have to like pay to table at it, and also like game devs like don't sell things at events. <laughs> uh, uh, I ask Andy as an illustrator: Have you ever gone to any kind of con where nobody was selling anything; they were just showing off their pictures? Uh. <laughs> That would be nuts, and I feel like every comic convention would completely fold if that were the case. Right. It seems it seems absolutely nuts, but that is like every game convention. It's, see, that's nuts to me. Like, what's the, then? How do you make your table money back? You don't. In fact, you, you don't. Oh God. And that. You think it would work if you like baked your game onto USB sticks and sold it for cash? Oh, like if you put them inside of a cassette case, uh, perhaps. Like yeah, like the indie apocalypse anthology, perhaps. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's such a, and it works too. Like people think it's super cool. Uh, it is are, really cool. Thank you. It is. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I go to, I, I sit it up at the top, but there's a cool show in Providence, or like a market in Providence that I, I'm probably just gonna go to every month now because I think it's cool. Uh, and and technically, I will always have a new product every single month. So, <laughs> and they are giving me space to like set up a, like a demo station too, so people can play games there. Oh, that's kind of sweet. So, because um, I was just talking to the the, the organizer, and I was like, yeah, I was because I was talking about events and how it's usually I don't. I was explaining why I make my zines, and it's like you can't uh, demo games at events because like I'm and I was like, I oh, this seems like a weird event a demo game at anyway he's like no you could do it i'll let you whatever just just dm me on instagram i'll give you an extra <laughs> space when you sign up so you can have space for a demo booth i was like hell yeah yeah local organizers are cool people you know um but yeah no it, it, that would be a very weird thing i think i i, I tried to i tried to start it um 
I try to say, hey, everyone, once events start opening back up, don't go to a game dev event unless you're selling something. I don't think people listen to me. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think they just keep going with their demos of their games that will come out six years from now. I, where do you find the money? I mean, I guess you just got to roll your game sales into. I don't know, man. I, th- I, th- I think that's part of. I think part of it is. I think that's why you get what feels like a very different vibe uh, in games is that people are can do this because they can afford it. They can't afford uh, to go to events where it's like, where in some cases, like, you know, il- some illustrators and comic artists were like, uh, these things, these events are actually like my livelihood. <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah. Like they actually, actually make money off. <laughs> right. It's like, I mean, not like, you know, a crazy amount of money, but like you definitely can make part of your rent. Otherwise right. we wouldn't leave. That would do this as part of our job. Right. Right. <laughs> That's like, it's like a part of your, your freelance income is like. Exactly. You write the book and then you have to go and, you know, sell the book, as it were. <laughs> yeah, no, no. See, uh, Andy, new, new technique. Uh, game dev is one of the biggest markets in the world. <laughs> what if you wrote part of your book and just showed off the pages at an event and said the book's, <laughs> the book's coming out in two years? And I'm like, ah, maybe you could give me money or not. Wishless. Yeah, wish also, my book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wishless is my book that might happen you, you can sell t-shirts that just say wishlist on steam right right <laughs> no, Rob, with the giving, book cover on it you're giving game devs too, too much credit they're giving away those t-shirts too <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I see that happening and I'm like why are you giving away merch that costs as much to print a comic like, yes. what, are you, what is happening yeah there was uh, I attended. There, there used to be a game section within TCAF. Um, oh, I love TCAF. I also love TCAF, and I. It makes me sad because I can't. I, I have no excuse to go to make a trip to Toronto if I'm not attending there. It feels too extravagant. Uh, I mean, I'm lucky that I also have mice like 40 minutes away. Well, mice rules. There's a show where you actually make. You know, human money off of selling books. Oh, I, mice is, I usually go to, to my, when I go to mice, I spend like $100. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a lot to a cartoonist. Not to one person. Uh, to like, <laughs> I'll usually buy, like, especially now that everyone has square readers. <laughs> I can, oh, yeah. That actually, I, it helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, because I can, I, I'll, I, I'll usually go there and I'll purchase uh, almost like half the booths, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there's so much good shit there i have a milk crate full of like zines because uh, i have i also obsess a bit about um not a milk crate it's like an actual you know one of those file crates but it looks like a milk crate oh yeah <laughs> but i have them all organized and alphabetized all my zines and mini comics that i've purchased nice. as it should be uh really? I, lo- I love to organize books i i have a my system is it it's height then publisher then alphabetical <laughs> with with some mild um uh, deviations but enough about books and me talking uh, too much um horror movies uh i think they're cool i wanted to talk about them so um so uh, anyway i asked you previously what is a good intro what do you think would be the most off-putting movie that you like that you would never recommend? <laughs> you say, no, this is, I'm sorry, this is expert level. Uh, I 
really love Hereditary and It Follows, and I don't think I would make anybody watch that as their first intro to something scary, because I think that they would stop being friends with me, but maybe I wouldn't want to be friends with somebody who didn't like Hereditary. So there's that! <laughs> were, were, you, were you similarly in the theater? Uh, did you get up and start pumping your fist at the end of Hereditary and going, this movie rules? <laughs> it's so good! <laughs> like, I, I wish I would have seen it in the theater. I had to, I had to acquire it. I uh, thought I think the ending was the best part because it just gets so fucking weird. Yeah, I I love when a movie takes just like a hard swing and you don't know and you didn't know how you're getting there. <laughs> I I am someone who loves to live deliciously. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Uh, it's a beautiful thing about uh, movies. Uh, movies are good. Indie Apocalypse official stance. I love movies. Uh, it's true. Everybody be supportive of the strikes. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. These these movies 100%. don't these movies don't happen with like out the actors and writers making these movies. You know that they're the that that's who makes the movies. It's true. Like I I've I've talked about this show like on the show frequently that like for like I joked on the show about how Indie Apocalypse. Um, uh, like I liked listening to people, to actors and writers on podcasts get three cent residuals uh, in terms of royalties, <laughs> and I I think I think the the underlying part of that is like where game developers get none, getting three is not much better. <laughs> <laughs> getting three cents because you guest starred on an episode or something is is like kind of bad. Also, <laughs> it doesn't feel good. I can't imagine it would. Like... No, no, no. Like I think, you know the 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 indie apocalypse six dollar promise. I think only feels good. Both one because uh, I'm not a multi million dollar corporation, multi billion dollar corporation, and also you, you get even less of that in game dev. Well, you're paying more than people who run uh, Orange is the New Black. So right, that's... exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, that would be a terrifying thing to compare indie apocalypse royalties to royalties to major Netflix shows. And if it was higher than anybody's, I would oh no, be truly terrified. I, I think I've actually seen uh, some pretty dismal Netflix show residual pictures yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, it's it's they just it's like this constant thing of like rewriting rules. Like oh, it's streaming now. It doesn't count. The the numbers are different. They don't count anymore. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> right, right. It's just like, whereas I'm sure you used to be able to, like, to some degree, like, live off of syndication practically forever, you know? But anyway, anyway, it all sucks. <laughs> now you can't, like, write for a show and make any money. Uh, I like. Yeah, now the CEOs. I think someone crunched the numbers, and Bob Iger makes three hundred and eighty-eight times the most, like, X money as the lowest-paid employee at Disney. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> how was it in the seventies? It was like thirty times. So, really, that. How much? How much value do you think he adds to people's lives? Exactly. <laughs> how much of of the Disney films has he written or animated? Do you think? Oh, I would say zero point zero 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 percent. It's all zeros, all the way down. <laughs> I, I want to find that, that quote uh, from Alec Robbins about throwing grimes. <laughs> Mr. Boop Alec Robbins? Yes, yes. 
Right, yeah. I make more money. He was like, I make more money from frequent residual checks for whipping Grimes with the Eric Andre show with no lines, wearing no mask, not a working actor. And the main cast of Orange and New Black and made in residuals for being on the, oh, one, God. Of most, one of the most popular shows Netflix put out. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. I think it was forty-five bucks was the was the amount on that residual. So uh, we should all be feeling pretty good about ourselves, or really bad about capitalism. Yeah, Definitely yeah. It's like it is truly. They just like made up new rules. And then they're like, well, what, I know the rules are bad, but what if we made up newer rules? And what if we just record your bodies and just use them? <laughs> Here's $20. That AI thing. The, the, we can just scan extras and own them forever? Yeah. That's, yeah, no. We, we were watching, like, uh, while we were waiting for our food to come yesterday, we, we, were watch- we just threw on Shout TV. Uh, and there was a, tr- it, seemed, it seemed bad. Uh, uh, a movie called Candy. You want to feature uh, Ringo Starr doing his worst Mexican accent you've ever seen. Why is Ringo Starr <laughs> doing a Mexican accent? <sighs> anyway, but uh, there was like a room. Of, he's like, my friend was like, there's like 40 people in this room. I'm like, no, there's like 80 people in that room. And there's like, you used to, you have to get people in a room and just put, if you want a bunch of people in a room, you have to pay a bunch of people to be in a room. <laughs> Not anymore. And the idea of just like, no, we're just going to put a bunch of CG people in a room that we paid $20 once. And now we own their image, and if they ever want to actually, you know, act more than in a background role, sucks, sucks to be them, I fucking guess. Yeah, it's, it's all, like, it's a surprising take of that uh, long-standing independent <laughs> published uh, small press thing thinks artists ought to get paid more money. Uh, Wild. Yeah, no, no. Actually, this is a secret scheme. I'm, I'm in, I'm in league with the fat cats this whole time. I'm waiting to be so I can become a fat cat myself. You, how dare you? So that I can pay uh, n- people no residuals anymore. I'll say sorry. I ran your games through AI, so now I, I own them. It. I knew it right from the start. <laughs> Making AI generated indie apocalypse titles. Yes. <laughs> oh, AI generated covers never. Uh. Uh. That sucks. It sucks. I love. I love these. See, that's the thing. Like, why would you ever AI generate a piece of art when you can just pay someone to make a good one for you? Yeah. Like, and you actually get to experience somebody's, you know, perspective on something. Yeah. The thing is, like, art has no perspectives. um, Or, like, AI art has no perspectives. It just has what other people have. And it just has, like,. It strictly has the perspectives of other people. And it doesn't really know what it's doing, and it's mashing it together, and just, uh, I don't know. I, it's gross. It's also gross how it scrapes people's art yeah, without right. their consent. Yeah. Listen, we, ha- we had a fun time where we, where we made Columbo do things, but... <laughs> <laughs> that time is over. Yes, that, that, that is the extent of what it should ever have been used for. It's true, though. It reminds me of... There was a story, I think it was by Ramsey Campbell, that was written in the 80s, and it was about using uh, canned laughter in uh, TV shows, and how it ended up, like, stealing the people's souls or something. And I was like, ah, man, (laughs) Ramsey Campbell should (laughs) write one about the AI, and that would be even more, because that one was really freaky. 
Yeah, that, I mean, it's what it kind of does is it just kind of uh, uh, boils away at the essence of things. And it's content. It's content. It's, it's just content. And I hate content. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to experience. Content. I do hate content. <laughs> I have no interest in experiencing content. Uh, content and algorithms. Yeah, it's it's part of why I'm not online very often because it feels like it. Most of like the 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 schisming of social media is just people just creating content for new sites, and like, didn't you learn anything? Don't create content yeah. for sites. And. The freaking social media algorithms have learned that, uh, you know, outrage generates so much more interaction. Yeah. So it just constantly shoves stuff in your face that you don't want to see because it knows it upsets you. And it's like, oh, man, I just don't want to go on the internet and be upset anymore. Right. I've had fucking enough of all of this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm free. I'm truly, truly free. I'm just Elon hanging. Musk's Twitter has gotten so horrible that I no longer <laughs> wish to be on board this train. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very very strictly like, um, just I just post what's there. Occasionally, like I need to, I don't know, make stuff so people will pay attention or something. You need to accumulate <laughs> fo- followers. Also, dismal. Yeah, you just need just, just need to remind people that you still exist. Right, it's just it's a weird thing where I'm like, I think the thing I should be making is good enough, but instead I you also have to like post <laughs> derogatory <laughs> uh, to get people to pay attention. I'm not interested. Games should be more like other things where I can just be on a million podcasts all the time. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's I mean that's oh, let me I'm now I'm nervous about my hard drive space again. Oh no! Yes, we were running. Actually, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, it decreased by half <laughs> since I last looked. Uh, uh, so usually, actually, hour and a half is a good length for this show. That's a that's a great length for this show. Uh, does, <laughs> does anyone else have? Let me let me do one more question check of the the Google forum for questions. Nothing closed it. Uh, I'm gonna pull the group here. Any more uh, breaking questions? Any statements you need to say? Don't worry about my um, hard drive space. We have plenty of time to ask more questions if you have them. Hmm. But no. How was the delay on the on, for them? The you know on the chat. Yes. Oh no, I'm I don't I'm not. If they want to ask questions, they can go to the Google form. I do not. <laughs> unless unless I unless I know you, I don't interact with the chat. Okay, since I knew. Since I do know you, since I do know you, you are allowed to ask a question. Favorite comfort food? Uh, I like I like uh, homemade lasagna. That sounds really good. Yeah, like carbonara in a similar vein. Um, food. Uh, no, you no, no. So you are allowed to ask if I know if I know what your name is. Outside of your username, you're allowed to ask questions in the chat. <laughs> That's the rule of. Uh, it's the rules. It's the rules. It's like if you were like friend of the show, um, but I, I'm not a I'm not like a Twitch streamer who's like, hey, what's up, Bong Lord? Thanks for joining us today. How you doing? 
Um, shout out to the chat. Everyone doing good today. Hello. And then you can see my animals and the people in my life walking in the background. There's a reason I have cameras on here. Uh, uh, you were, I don't know you. You are not my friend. Uh, <laughs> this is a really... Please get off my lawn. Yes. Changing your yep. long lord. You don't want to uh, foster those parasocial relationships? No, I barely want to foster social relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I, I'm canonically a frigid New Englander. <laughs> um, it's uh, true. We don't want you here. We barely uh, tolerate yeah. us. <laughs> uh, I, I remember when I realized later in life that Ethan Frome is the perfect portrayal of New Englanders because there's a bunch of people in the cold who hate each other and one of them crashes a flood and dies or whatever. Right. <laughs> 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 I can't remember. I don't think someone dies. I don't remember if they die. Uh, but it's the it's just, it's just freezing in misery. But the people I also uh, welcome this and friendliness. But there's a there's a, there's a degree of standoffishness I think that exists regionally or whatever. Andy, the important question I want to ask um, is uh, this podcast or podcast radio show is uh, vaguely about video games. But the most important thing I often need to know is I need to know about food. And I have to, have to know, is there any food that you can know that you cannot get in the U.S. that you used to be able to get like a like a real staple that's like, damn, why don't you have this here? Mm. I feel like there's like a hundred answers, but I'm drawing a blank here. Yeah, this was. You know what? There should be more of. There should be more revolving sushi around here. Maybe okay. not with COVID, but revolving sushi kicks ass. Yes, yeah, yeah. So. More just more sushi that isn't grocery store or gas station sushi. Yeah, and no cream cheese. Stop putting cream cheese in your sushi. <laughs> How dare you? That is anti-American. <laughs> I don't know what a Philly roll is, but I have been forced to find out. I love I love American bastardizations of things sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I will eat some of it, but there, there, it's eat. just like uh, there's a, it's the weird trashness of a 200 year old country or whatever, <laughs> just throws <laughs> bullshit into everything. Some uh, of it's good. Some of it is good. Like anyway, anyway. Speaking of bastardizations, of I'm gonna get some food after this. Uh, uh, but before we go, and I, I nervously check my, I refresh my hard drive space again. Okay, I got a f- about six kilobytes. That's plenty. That's plenty. <laughs> enough to fit yeah, Doom. Enough to enough to fit a podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna close the show out with the, the the important part of podcasts is where you go. All these people were talking the whole time, but where can I continue to find their work after they kept talking about it? And this is where I go, oops, I should have reopened that Google form because it's where I keep this information so I can paste it in here. Uh, thank you. I do. I love doing the show because, um, like I said in the past, I, I don't travel to game events. And I rarely are. When, when, when in the history of life would the three of us be within the same room? Unlikely, you know? Uh but like it's perhaps I could be at OhioCon or some other similar convention and run into one of you, but the two of you, the three of us together, seems truly 
unlikely. And this is the show is like a space, I think, to kind of get that con hangout vibe, but like through the internet. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Rob, your stuff. Where can people find it if they're looking to find it? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, mostly on uh, herorob.itch.io is, I believe, my site. But I mean, it's fucking yes. on itch somewhere. That and that's Rob with two Bs. Yes, uh, Hero Rob with two Bs, and not the whole Hero Rob with two Bs. But you, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I people, it's yeah, right. It's like the uh, Hero Rob with two Bs. Precisely, <laughs> the Rob part has two Bs. It's two Bs at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting a longer and longer URL. Tubi. Tubi. Tubi.com slash hero rob. Uh, slash squarespace.com. Yes. Tubi. The, the, your old reliable friend when you need him. <laughs> when you like For real, Kept... it's just hero rob.h.io yes. and rob has two Bs. Correct. That's the correct version of it. Uh, Andy, your stuff. Where can people find your your work if they're looking for it? Oh, um, well, there's a website, uh, slasherugame.com. You it have just that takes too. you to my new cities. You're so full of URLs. You've got multiple. I love URLs. Yeah. Oh, and I'm doing a Kickstarter to fix the rest of the bugs in Act 1 and to do Act 2. Yes. Uh, oh, there's some cool shit. Uh, for six bucks, you get an early access copy of Act 2, which will probably come out, honestly, in maybe four or five weeks. Just the Layla part, not anything yeah. else. And this is like uh, a timely <laughs> plug, too, because it just launched like last week, right? Yeah, on Monday, actually. Um, yeah, so I have an open dev cycle, so you can play a new version of my game every two weeks. Um, if you've bought a copy, you can play it forever. Uh, and uh, let's see. The other cool tier is for 300 bucks, I will full-on skin you in as a player in the game. So... Uh, that's pretty sick. Where? Doing that, nobody has three hundred. Well, actually, some one person did, which I'm gonna cry about right yeah, now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, holy I, crap! I similarly <laughs> run into that thing where when I put um, when you know itch hosts their sales, I put I put all the bundle issues into five issue bundles. I also make mm-hmm. one giant bundle of every issue. It's up to like three hundred dollars now. Somebody reliably buys it every single month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like holy crap. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because I do. I, I do also spend like uh, six to seven hundred dollars each month making indie apocalypse. So I, I, if I theoretically have that money, someone else. Right, like at some point, I too have had three hundred dollars in my life. Yeah, right. Yeah. I bet I have some time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not this time. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, if, if folks, if you're wondering what that secret is to getting that indie apocalypse money, might I recommend spending a decade not spending a lot of money and paying off debt. <laughs> That's the indie apocalypse tip. Also, don't live in a city. Oh God, yeah. Uh, that's also a great way to save money. <laughs> uh, that all said, the people are building too much stuff around me. I'm like, I need to retreat further into Western Mass. Get away from all this shit. <laughs> need to leave into the woods. Right. My my tip for making money would be just just steal it from somebody else who has more than you. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. French Revolution. This why not? I mean, honestly, listen. People have too much money, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, nobody. Straight nobody, up. No, there is no practical need for a human being to have millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
If you literally cannot spend the amount of money you have in a single lifetime, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's... <sighs> Too much money. Too much money. But if you have money... Um... <laughs> you should buy video games. <laughs> Might I recommend uh, going to IndiePocalypse.com and spending it there? Uh <laughs> Yeah, you can get issue ten and issue forty-two. Yes, and then you can contribute to the to the indie apocalypse six-dollar promise. I'm I need to just keep saying this. I need to put this on my uh, like on my homepage one of these days because I really enjoyed what um, uh, contributor of the show had said. Uh, I have to. I'm gonna find what they said about it. But it's like. I like being an indie apocalypse. It was a really cool thing, and it made my game look cool. And then, and then also every couple, every six months, Andrew sends you six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and that is kind of sort of the. Yeah, here it is, indie apocalypse for working with Andrew made me hopeful for what games are and can be. And sometimes he sends me six dollars on PayPal. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And that is. Let me tell you, when I get six dollars on PayPal, it fucking makes my whole week. That's what I oh, hope. Do you know spaghetti you can buy for six dollars? Like, yeah, Andy, you're you're not new. You're you're about to experience the thing where you go, oh man, Andrew gave me like eighty bucks last week. What what am I gonna get next week? And it's like, wait, where's my is money? Six dollars. And I'm like, uh oh, bad news for you about Indie Apocalypse Week Two. <laughs> All the money comes yeah. from from Patreon. Um, which is to say, go to IndiePockets.com slash Patreon. You can sign up there. Uh, you can get it monthly. You know, it's like a nice monthly subscription. You get the games. If you don't want to spend a lot, you can get... Um, you can just spend $5. Uh, there's a $5 tier for newly commissioned games. If you, and you'll get just the newly commissioned game each month. And listen, 5 bucks for like some of the hottest games in dev in like game dev indie dev being made by some of the coolest people in game dev that is like a steal for that honestly if i it's had a great way to spend some of that money you stole from somebody yes exactly uh, you can also get the 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 quote unquote tapes there you can also go to indiepocalypse.com slash tapes uh you'll get a you can get a usb stick inside of a cassette case with the cover art on it and these things they look great honestly like I see them in person. You, you can see them on my site. You can see them rotating. This is not a um, 3D approximation of it. If you pay attention, this is a little tip for the, the live viewers. If you look really closely at the top of that tape spinning, you can see my fingers <laughs> spinning that tape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is now my favorite thing on the screen. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I made that just by... Recording that video on my phone, and then uh, that's not even chroma key. That's like I just like very. I just dragged. I used the lasso tool <laughs> and inverted <laughs> selection um, because it's hell yeah. Because it is a um, it's a square. It's you know it's all straight lines, so it's super easy to do. Um, that all said, oh, I got I I, I gained two hundred more. Uh, yeah, I deleted every frame. Oh. I so I, I took it. Uh, I recorded it on my phone. I put it into VLC. I exported the frames from VLC. I cut about probably a th uh, I cut them down to probably a third or a quarter of those frames. So I had probably like cut it down to maybe like I don't know ten, twelve frames or whatever. And then I, yeah, I just go in there, invert tool, cut and paste those. Instant GIF. Instant GIF. 
I, I I very much approve of this 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 style. If I if I was a streamer, um, <laughs> I would I could have probably like chroma keyed them out, but I have so many. This one I probably couldn't because it's also green. Uh, but and then I also would have to chroma key out my fingers, so I'd have to have those gloves too. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, you can do so much stuff. Just like you can just do stuff. <laughs> uh, it's true, you can. You can just do. No one's stopping you. You can just do stuff. I do yeah, stuff no every like day. No one's stopping you from making a video game. Right. Yeah. Is... No one's stopping you from like making anything. Um... No one's stopping you from stealing money from someone. Yeah. And distributing it to Indie Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. And if his cash is non-traceable. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Make that... sure you use cash. Because that's. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. The people used to like sell games like they would have addresses and you would mail them money and they would mail you games in like Ziploc bags, you know? I once mailed RuneScape 15 American dollars in coins and dollar bills uh, for a, a subscription and they actually gave it to me. I wish we could live in those times again. Yeah, yeah, that's like... It's why I say you, you can go back to having a website, you know. Um, before the the... Before Ubu Web had to like remake their Twitter account, um, they had a very good post that was something to the effect of, um, "Actually, the internet hasn't really changed at all. Ubu Web is basically what it was back in 1995, or whatever. And you can just still make websites like you always could. And like we were funneled into social media, but we don't need to live that life, you know. That's so true." That's why, like, you can just yeah. go to people's websites. You you don't have you don't have to go to itch. You can, in fact, go to slasheru dot com. A slasherugame dot com. I do not know games. where the others. Or you could type in. There's a link to the website too. But yeah, slasherugame dot com. I have gifts. Uh, hope you like gifts. Yeah, I, I do. Like, I make my own. I do love gifts. <laughs> it's true. There's fingers in them. <laughs> there's no fingers in my gifts. Yeah, I make a lot of my own gifts. That's, that's, uh, one one negative thing is there's no fingers in there. Uh, you can put. Yeah, you there can are fingers, fingers in Slasher U, though, but I'm not allowed to tell you what they're doing. Right. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, no, this is not. I've I've had uh, filth before on this show, <laughs> no, or, or like in the zine, or like before. Like that's the thing I think about occasionally. Is like, like I've had plenty of like uh, 18 plus, or not plenty, but I've had 18 plus. Not just text. I'm talking like graphic stuff too. So it's like. More than oh, we just I well, I don't know why I said we, but I just put out the visual NSFW version of Slasher U. If anybody played the one that's in Indie Apocalypse, you can now e dong, which is very exciting. (sighs) And Indie (laughs) Apocalypse, risque Indie Apocalypse, hardly Indie Apocalypse has hung dong before. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'd very much like to see that. (laughs) Shout out to Catharsis, you play Catharsis then. Uh, Catharsis rules also. Uh, not spelt like that. <laughs> Said like that, but not spelt like that. Uh, uh, fuck, how do, I, don't, I don't know how to spell it. Uh, by Love Games. L.O.V.E. Um, <coughs> no, I don't remember how to spell it. Uh, but anyway, now I play the game of do I remember what issue this was in? I think I do. Did I get it in one? No, that's uh? I, I got it. In that's the other dong game. <laughs> yeah, no, 
No, there are no, there are no dongs in Sylvie Lime. At least not explicitly. Yeah, what's ones. the dong to non-dong ratio of Indiepocalypse right now? Um, it's very low. There's a very... Sh- <laughs> no, this, see, this is the thing where I'm like, oh my god, there are so many friggin' issues. <laughs> I think, oh, this is from a fairly new one. I'm like, no, it isn't. Uh, issue, issue 31 uh, is what it is from. Uh, catharsis. Love games. It's cropped. Um, but... uh. And it is. Oh, guess, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that spelling. Yes, and you would never have guessed that spelling. Uh, but you can see there a little nice little sensor box. The bar that sensor bar does not exist within the game. You get in Indiepocalypse. Uh, Indiepocalypse is for adults. Uh, <laughs> I'm an adult, but not in, for adults. That's a whole other topic of like what you know, quote unquote, for adults, but doesn't mean there's uh, dicks. Adults there. and adult Jason adjacent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Indie Apocalypse. Or adults and adults. Indie Apocalypse, exactly. When there's not even, like, even when there are not uh, the traditionally explicit materials, there are, I think, a lot of adult ideas happening. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of mature concepts. Uh, or, or, or mature or great for pretentious teens, you know? I think, <laughs> I think if you out there in listener land are a pretentious teen, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, you can make Indiepocalypse your identity. Uh, it's 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 full of just like the most like. Uh, I feel like uh, I was, you're gonna look extremely hip. Uh, yeah. Please yeah, do not and... play my game unless you are 18 years old or older, or I will be very upset. Right, but there is there is like a certain like, man, if you wanted to be the cool kid. Uh, you know all about like the cool like. You know, hard to find indie games and make all your friends jealous. This yeah. sounds like I'm joking, but I think you would actually impress people. Yeah, I think there is like, I think some people have like, there is like uh, uh, that desire. Or at least there was at, at some point when I was when I in my in my day, uh, I say, as if it was so long ago in high school. Uh, there was a joy of discovery in like showing your friends new stuff. Uh, the ritual of showing each additional member of a friend group a master of the flying guillotine. <laughs> uh, which, if you haven't seen it, also, one one Andrew's Rex. It's a good movie. I don't know where. If you, I, sorry. If you're gonna if you're gonna make some media your identity, make it Indie Apocalypse. Oh, it's, it's a great one. <laughs> and especially because Indie Apocalypse asks nothing for you in return except your money. Uh, that said, thank you. Uh, I'm 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 getting nervous again with this this hard drive, even though I think it's fine. <laughs> we could probably go forever. Uh, but uh, Rob, Andy, thank you both for being here on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad to have you. Glad to. This is. Uh, it, it's it's uh, one of my my favorite parts of the week. Uh, it's a fun thing to do. I like to. This was so much fun. I love to hang out. I learned with... a lot about rocks. Yes, right. <laughs> you, you come here, you learn about rocks. You you get a little bit. You learn. You're guaranteed to learn a little bit about rocks, a little bit about Toho every week, and then sometimes <laughs> you learn a little bit about. Sometimes it's about games. Sometimes it's all about me getting very obsessed with the Tesco meal deal. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which I but really is just the friends along the way. It's yeah. It's I. Indie Apocalypse was the friends he made along the way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's 
It's about making that that uh, mild con. It's about making those mild con acquaintances <laughs> <laughs> that you see and you wave to you go hello, and but then don't have to be in their social media life forever. Mm. I'm I'm gonna copy. Oh. Sorry. Also, I'm going to be at SPX. Speaking of cons, that's my last con of the year. See you guys at Small Press Expo in Bethesda. Oh, that is the one show I am envious of. It's so much fun. I wish I had an excuse to go to SPX so bad. I love SPX. I was like, I know people who go to, are like, oh, look at all these people I like going to SPX. Um, like, I, it was when, like, uh, like, Koosh Comics was posting their stuff of going to XPS. And I was like, damn. I wish I was there. Like I, so I know the guy from Koosh Comics. <laughs> yeah, you'd have someone to hang out with at the yeah. hotel bar. At we, we, we collaborated. We made a collaborative issue. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, there was a one of these things. It was a collaborative. I said, hey, give me some cool. You give me some cool underground uh, indie comic artists. And I'll give you some game devs. And they made some games and they're real cool. Oh, yeah. Anyway, SPX. I, lo- I love comics a lot. Comics rule. Um, comics are the best. Also video games. Video games <laughs> and comics. They're good things. I Maybe I like comics a little more. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to turn in your capital G gamer card for that. I, I will. <laughs> I will. But, but at, least, at least I have mice. At least I have mice. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, see you all next week on Indie Apocalypse. I was, I was I was winding up like I have a sign off, but I don't have a sign off. <laughs> should I get a sign off? I should, should I have a a sign off. You need a catchphrase, right? Yeah, you need a catchphrase. That's all, gang. <laughs> That's all, gang. Game on, gamers. Keep gaming. Keep on gaming through the. Keep on gaming forever. Happy gaming, gamers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Home. <laughs> uh, I'm shutting down this goddamn show. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. <laughs>